0: And now,
1: weighing in, out of the blue
0: corner, Josh, the Pong. Thompson, 100%, and on the other mic, he weighs in, from the red corner, Big John McCarthy nice. Well, hello to everyone. It is another edition of the Weighing In Podcast with my man, Josh Thompson. We're both getting back from Tacoma, Washington, beautiful place with beautiful people and everyone coming up and talking to us about how much they love the podcast. It makes you feel good about what we're doing. Thank you to all of the people that came up and talked to us. We had a blast there and cannot wait to go back sometime. Joshua, I know you came home, you had business, you've been busy, but busy. it's time for you to start talking, my man. <laughs>
1: Uh, my business is talking. That's what we do. <laughs> so it's been a uh, it's been a long weekend. We had Bellator. I had some business to do on uh Saturday. When I, as soon as I landed back, and then here we are today, filming the podcast. Kaboom. Kind of take some time to sit down, watch all the fights. Have to go back and watch them all. But look, it was overall a good weekend. Um, some good action, some some mishaps. You know, in in both main events. I think you know, in terms of the UFC, having an accident with uh, Aspinall, and then. With Bellator, the main event just not living up to the expectations. It Man. was. A...
0: What were the expectations, though? You gotta think. What were they? Uh, you, always, you always want action-packed, fight, down and up, but sometimes you can look and you go, "If this fight goes the way I think, this is what's gonna happen." And both of you and I said, "This is what's gonna happen." Yeah. Well, I mean, like.
1: Since I was right all weekend about Jason Jackson wrestling, I mean,
0: hey. and as you were right about Duncan ah. Rasta too.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told you, I'm we'll always talk right. talk about that one. I'm always right. Woo! All right, well, hey, uh, let's uh, let's jump right into the fights. What else? Well, there were some other things I was going to talk about. Really? Were you? This first. Oh, you were talking about Tacoma, Washington, in, in terms of Bellator. Like we when we went, and like, I'm without talking about the card. The, you can tell that the, that that. Bellator needs to go to new places. It needs to go to new new venues, new places. All of these things. Of these fans were starving for, for MMA. MMA. Yep. They love, and I got I got to be honest, they were great. There, there was a ton of people wearing wearing in podcast shirts. Yep. I took a picture with a couple of them, and then I swear every single person was like, it was it was sold out, but it wasn't a big venue. We know that. So, but it was sold out. Fights were pretty good. But the people were so great. Everyone, just every time they walked past, can I get a picture? Can I get a picture? can. I? And they were so friendly, so nice. It was great to see uh, a bunch of new fans. And uh, I hope I, I hope we continue to go to new places. The new place things you got to build. You, there's so many fans that are just starving for MMA, whether it's in Omaha, Nebraska, whether it's in Nashville, Tennessee, whether it's in Knoxville, whether it's in Dallas, whether it's in, it doesn't matter. They're, these fans are starving and like they just, no one with price of gas can be driving across the state lines to really go watch shit. <laughs> yeah. So they are, they, this, the fact that we were in Tacoma, it was, a, it was a, a casino. A lot of people were there. They were staying at the hotel, staying at the casino and then watching the fights. People were smashed. And they were, I said, "Hey, you guys, everyone get home safe." Because I just saw people go up and down, up and down, getting <laughs> drinks. I was like, "Hey, guys, get home safe." They're like, oh, we're staying here. Is the, you know, it's the best we could have had in forever." And I'm like, oh my gosh, man, crazy. But uh, I just want to say uh, big thanks to all the fans in Tacoma. You guys were amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, they were. Uh man, all right, let's, let's break. Let's make fun of the. Let's not make fun. Let's let's, let's, let's make fun. Let's <laughs> talk about the fights.
0: Let's talk about... I'm going to make fun of some of these. Like we're going to talk about 1FC real quick. Just the championship fight. Just the main event. And the reason we're going to talk about it is because Rainier de Ritter has proven that he is an elite fighter. He belongs with anybody. Especially in the middleweight division. I don't think he's a light heavyweight. I don't think he's big enough for a light heavyweight. But at middleweight, yeah. man, he, he's just unbelievable. But this was a light heavyweight fight. And he still, right away, gets the takedown gets the inverted triangle and puts his opponent to sleep. And man, it, it wasn't even the fight. Wasn't close and he's going against one of the best fighters that one can put him up against the guy has got phenomenal jujitsu. And when I talk about jujitsu, I'm talking about no gi MMA style jujitsu. Not everyone can do what he does when the fight hits the ground. He is special down there and he's fun to watch. Because he is a technician and he just chains things together until all of a sudden you're, you're in trouble. So, yeah. nice win. What is he? Sixteen and zero, still undefeated now. Unbelievable as far as you know what he's been doing. I, it's one of those Josh, you look and you go, yeah, I'd like to see him go someplace else. And I, and I know, yeah, I shouldn't say that because hey, if he's happy at one, I just I would love to see him against other competition out there. Be it if he wants in the light heavyweight, but I'd really like to see him at the middleweight.
1: Yeah, I I guess I always go back to when you have a fighter like him, you have Kayla Harrison, you know, uh, you know, with us with Cyborg, the, mm-hmm. UFC with Amanda Nunes at that one forty five hundred. I feel like there's there's certain fighters that I'd really like to see cross promotion for. I, I really don't want to see them uh, leave their organization if they're happy. I want to see. Yeah. That. I want to see these fights happen though. Yeah. That's so, the whole thing. I had this conversation with Rogan when I was on his show. I said, "Look, it's like." having a year-end show it's almost like a olympics where how mma um in japan they always had that the new year's eve show if you do one big show have like three or four promotions come in put a couple guys or in or females in the in the on a card and put it together it'd probably be the biggest and most watched mma show every year absolutely i mean you've got fans and you got people from all around the world you say like you know, and, the, and I'm not saying you have to have champion versus champions, but there's just fighters I would love to really see fight. Like I've always said, Stephen Thompson and MVP, which to me would be a fantastic oh,
0: fight. So I'd good.
1: love to see that fight. So good. You know, um, you know, there's just things that there's certain fighters that I feel that there would that I know that they don't other like like the UFC. It would it doesn't wouldn't benefit them to do no. anything with Bellator. It Wouldn't no. benefit them to do anything with one. But there's others or or PFL for that matter. But there's just certain fighters. That are on their roster that they're not doing anything with. They're not going to try to do anything with. Guys like Steven Thompson. He's not going to allow him to make another run for the title. He's 38 years old. we are not going to allow it. So just let him move on. Not even move on. Yeah, let him move on. Like, But but put him into another fight. But still keep him under the UFC banner. Sure. Someone knows that he's old, getting older. And just love to see him fight someone like MVP. Who has come up short several times in title shots. Or in the opportunity to fight for the title. So just... Those are the type of fights I'd like to see. Not with the Ritter, like you can see him fighting, you know, other guys from other organizations. Because not a lot of fighters want to go to, to one based on the fact that it's so difficult to have people view them. Now they just signed a deal with Amazon Prime, correct? I believe so. I believe they got seven or eight shows on Amazon Prime, yeah. which is good. I think it's going to be good for them. That's how they're going to kind of try to break into the states. And I I have the same feeling. Gotta be careful here. I have the same feeling with Bellator. Like we've got to find a way to become a little bit more um, proactive in whether promoting our fighters or getting more out viewable, more, more viewable. It's the, like viewable. the paywall. The the paywall really hurts. The paywall really hurts. Um, you know, especially at ten dollars a month when other shows and other things are four ninety nine or whatever. But if, whatever think about it, John, you
0: if you took and if you. If the four promotions, we'll say the UFC, Bellator, PFL and one once a year, be it at the end of the year, whenever you send three to four fighters. Now, the UFC gets it the first year. Bellator gets the next year, PFL or whoever, you know, at each year, they're the ones that host that event. And you can put all of those as, you know, if it's three fighters each, whatever, you know, you can match all those up and you can do what you want with the prelims and everything. But your main card is going to be all of these fighters interchangeable between the promotions, going against each other. Yeah. It would be cool. Yeah, all depends on who they sent, though, too. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I, I just look at I just look at there are fighters that could be available from the UFC if they wanted them to be available. Like True. guys, they know they're not going to really do
0: anything with guys that are never they, going to vie for their their title anymore.
1: Exactly. I mean, look, and nothing against Masvidal, right? But Masvidal could be one of those guys. Steven Thomas sure. could be one of those guys. Anthony Pettis could have been one of those guys when he was still with the UFC, but now he's with PFL. I mean, there's just fighters that could... There's plenty of options for them and stylistically fights to be made that for the fight fans, for the true hardcore fight fans, I think it would tune in to be probably one of the most viewed-watched shows every year. So uh, New Year's Eve year might, might cause a little bit of a damper, but I think that there's a lot of people that... I'm uh, sure I would love to be out on New Year's Eve, but there's a lot of people that have they don't do that anymore. Yep. Hey, you know what? Let's just stay home, watch the ball drop, or actually watch fights. You know, maybe just do a ball drop with the fights. That'd be great. Uh, I'll drop a ah. nice ball
0: into a whiskey glass yeah. and watch the fights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, that that wraps up our one talk. We're just going to we just talked about the main event, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about the uh, Bellator
0: show. All yeah. right. Let's. We started off with the. Are we going to start off with the the, the main event? Jason Jackson against Douglas Lima. This was Douglas Lima going in with three losses, but his losses, we you know, and we talked about Gagar Mousasi being the first, you know, the, his, his last victory before that was Rory McDonald. He loses to Gagar trying to get the middleweight championship goes five rounds. He gets a decision against him. He then goes and loses his title to Yaroslav who who is 26 and zero now. And, uh, Got dominated in that fight, but it went through a decision, and then he lost to Michael Page in London, in a fight that a lot of people feel like he got the wrong end of a split decision. But he lost it, and the then London coming in,
1: booed, the he, London fans booed MVP. Yeah, when they announced what happened and when he walked out of the cage. I mean, I had a, a close fight. I had MVP. Um, I think slightly edging him out, but it wasn't by much. I match. had and Douglas and Lima in the fight. Yeah, if it was Lima, I wouldn't have cared. No. Yeah, but.
0: He did have to come in here, and, and the real thing is, you know, and we talk about it all the time. It's that, man, your confidence when your confidence is down, because you just can't find, you can't find the answer. That you feel like it's like you're working hard, you're, you're training hard, but it, you've got to go back to figuring out, all right, where is it that I'm having problems? And, and it's it's fairly clear. We talked about it. The blueprint to beat Douglas Lima has always been. Get him off his feet, take him down, put him on his back. He believes in his jujitsu as far as his jujitsu will protect him. He'll ev- he'll every now and then maybe try to throw up a submission, and it's possible that he can get it. But he does a very good job of not accepting a lot of damage when he does get taken down. But that's not going to win him the fights, and that's what other fighters have figured out. They figured out, hey, get into him, take him down, and from that point, he's not dangerous. He's not the same guy. And on the feet, he's dangerous. He's got power in his hands. He's got big-time power in his kicks. And every fight, if you look at it, Gegard took him down. And when Gegard did not take him down, he had problems with him. And then Amazov took him to, Gegard took him down four times. Amazov took him down five times. Page didn't take him down at all. It was Lehman doing the takedowns. And then Jason Jackson, I would say, probably had seven to eight takedowns in this fight, you know, and maybe maybe one or two less than that. But I know he had at least six, and it was he followed the blueprint. You cannot blame him. He's a guy that's sitting in a position where he's coming on for five wins. It should actually be more than that in a row. And he's got a shot, you know, possibly at the title if he, if he gets the win against Lima. He comes in and goes, look at. I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to take him down. And he did. And he was successful. And he did it repeatedly. And he got the win like he's supposed to. Was it the most entertaining fight? No. Well, but but it was a smart fight. Super smart fight by Jason Jackson. Kept himself out of danger throughout the entire fight. Did not take any damage at all. And he got the win. John, um, it was a boring fight. I didn't say it wasn't.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you kind of pussyfooted around a little bit. It was a boring fight. <laughs> and I'm a Jason Jackson fan. Yep. Jason knows that and you know that everyone. I think the majority of people that listen to the show know that. I'm a Douglas mm-hmm. Simpson fan. But when fighters have when fighters lose, it's almost like the groundwork has been laid out. The game plan has been laid out and those other fighters in that division start paying attention and just following the same
0: game plan. And, and, and so why it, shouldn't they?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so until Douglas Simpson figures out whether he wants to still be in there. Um, or not, or if it's just that he needs to work more on his wrestling, but at 34 years old, how much of your game are you really going to change? So I looked at, it, I looked at it a couple of different ways. He hasn't, he hasn't won a fight since he fought Rory McDonald in the finals of the welterweight grand prix Yep, where he wins. He wins a million dollars plus his fight purse. So he wins that million dollars on top of his fight purses and his fight purses are pretty high. So there was, I don't know who said this, but I think it was Muhammad Ali. It's hard to get up and go do your road work when you're when you're sleeping in silk
0: sheets. Silk sheets.
1: I think that it's look, he's done everything he's ever wanted to do. He's a three time World to Weight World Champion. Yeah. I I don't know if the fire's there anymore. I just don't and it's nothing against Douglas Lima. It's hard to get up and when you're you're when your bank account's full of money. You're, you know, you got two, I think you believe he's got two beautiful kids. He's yep. got his wife, his yep. you know his family. He's got a beautiful family. He's a, he's a family man. Yep. Uh, he's all about his mother and his his family and his you know his kids. His boy. It's like, I get it, I understand. You know, he worked all his, he worked his ass off to win all that to win that tournament. You gotta remember he lost to Roy first. Yep. Then he realized what he did, and then he got in the tournament and he won it when it counted. And that's what makes the difference. So I think after that, I was like, okay, it was like the the cherry on top was that. And then he tried to challenge himself and going to Gay Guards, uh, going up to 185. And I thought he'd look good had he just had a little bit more output. Yeah. But then that's been kind of a little bit of the story of his career is that he's not a very, he doesn't have a ton of output. When he's been forced to fight, like in the stand-up position, he'll, he'll gunsling. But when you start threatening the takedowns, he kind of just starts to worry about more of the takedowns and then doesn't pull the trigger, doesn't have as much output, and has a tendency to be boring.
0: No, he has, with- a, he has a tendency to accept being on the bottom. Yeah. There You go, and you can't do
1: it. You can't like there. There's, I don't know how many times we've talked about when he gets taken down, he just holds guard. Yep, like the one time he opened up his guard, he landed an up kick and almost knocked out Jason Jackson. (sighs) It was impressive. I was like, Well, get up, but then in that process of knocking him out, he never tried to get up after even when Jason was still like just kind of hanging on him.
0: Even when get up, even when he tried the hook sweeps and he got Jason's balance out, you know, he was off balance stuff. Jason was not offensive at those times. So wh- why is that not what you're going back to? You got to get you've got to get out of that position. You're not you know if you're going to fu- you're going to find that submission. And when you don't find it right away and then as the rounds are going by, he's getting slipperier, it's probably not going to happen. So we've got to change it up. We got to go to plan B. We've got to start to say okay, I just got to work to get back to my feet. And if that means that you give up position as far as turning your back to get you – you're gonna lose this, and as you've said before, look at there's gonna be an L next to your name, no matter what. So you might as well try to get yeah. yourself out of this position.
1: Yeah, I looked at it too, and and I don't want to a lot. I look at it as a lot of Lima's issues that he's having right now. But let's talk about Jason Jackson. For me, with Jason Jackson, he needs to be busier on top. Yes, if we talked to them in the fighter reviews. You've got to put more work in. You've got to be more active. I'm surprised that Herzog didn't stand him up three or four more times. I'm surprised. There was moments there where I counted John almost 30 seconds without him throwing one punch.
0: I mean, as a ref, what are you doing? And I love you know I love Jason. I love Herzog. It's a, it's a matter of what is Douglas Lima. If Douglas Lima is closed guard, he was those 30 seconds. I don't know. And so you know, you're saying yeah, you know he you
1: know, he had clo- he had closed guard, but then he you know he was uh, then it was Jason guard, really just laying on it? On but him. what
0: is that closed guard doing? keeping them there too. Okay. And who's actually helped stalling the fight? And you're gonna well, reward Jordan's
1: just well if Jason's just chest to chest with the hands on the mat, not really throwing any punches.
0: What what is 30, Douglas 30 Lima doing 30
1: seconds? Was just trying to do like little tiny pot shots. That was it. Mm. It's like it was kind of there was there I counted you're I saying counted could a couple have. segments. Yeah. I counted yeah. a couple points in the five round fights where there was 15 to 30 seconds. I would say like four or five of them where it could have been stood up. Especially in the fourth and fifth round,
0: we know what been, kind it, of referee you're going to be.
1: Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. So, and I love Herzog. I love it, but I, I love him. But he, in that moment, there was moments there where Jason should have been more active, and the ref shouldn't have rewarded him by allow, allowing him just to stay on top and just hold there. And so, and should he have rewarded the, should, Douglas
0: Lima with a stand up?
1: I guess I'm looking at his. That, that's, that position is no different of the two of you guys are pressed against the fence and no one's doing anything. So why not separate them and get them off the fence? That position's no different. Okay. And so you're I'm saying gonna I am not going to sit here and argue up. with yeah. you. I, yeah. I like
0: the fact that you're looking at it that way because it's true. If they're so doing I, nothing and they're, they're in that, yeah. that's as close to 50-50 on the ground as you can be. It yeah. is similar to being up against the cage in a clinch yeah. position. But
1: Yeah. I, you just, like I've seen refs Separate them when it's just like okay, like knee the thigh, maybe land like hit the body or whatever, like not just like little hammer fist Nothing really. And then they've separated on there several yeah. times. Um, I just especially if there's no punches or anything thrown for fifteen to thirty seconds. You gotta you gotta stand them up.
0: So in my
1: opinion. Well, yes, uh, but this, that comes from the ass kicking machine needs to have more ass kicking.
0: Yes, I agree. If you're gonna have that, you know, i I love his mantle. I love that the the nickname and I love Jason Jackson as a person. And as a fighter, but he's a phenomenal person. You got, you got to, you got to start working towards those finishes. I I say it all the time. Look, if I was a promoter, the first thing I would tell, you know, guys on my roster is, Hey, I just want you to understand. I want you to try to finish the fight. The harder you fight, win or lose, I will have you back. It's when you don't. And you give me a boring fight because you don't do the things that people expect you to try to do because you're being cautious or any of those even you get the win you might not be back yeah. people I mean, want people pay for entertainment and i've always looked at this as you know this is sport 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 and you know through other you know people and stuff and you know even like Moro ronaldo you know, comes from a sports entertainment background i understand that you got to entertain the fans because they're the ones that are putting you know their their hard earned money out there to watch you, and you you got to give them what they paid for you got to you got to give it Everything you can, in there, so it's a tough one.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm not, I'm not going to say they didn't give it everything they had to, but I'm going to say that they both could have done more. They okay. could, they, but well, it if was you're more saying like, that they hey. both
0: could have done more, then they didn't give it everything that they they could. <laughs> That's what yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's hard though, John. Yeah, you know, know, you know, it, with Lima, oh, right? He doesn't want to. If they worked their butts off, it just wasn't yeah. exciting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so all, all right, right, enough on that fight. <laughs> Tofik Musaya versus Sydney Ella. This fight took a long time to finish. <laughs> this thing went fast. But yeah. and I know you you were sitting near me when it happened. You said early stoppage. And I said, "Not really." And I and I understand yeah. what you were talking about, but Sydney got hit in the temple and we know that that just takes your equilibrium away. And then he got hit, and he was froze when he was going down. Now, he woke up as his butt hit the canvas, but it was not going to get better. And you got to – I believe that Keith Peterson made the decision as he watched Sydney Outlaw falling, I need to stop this, and that's why he did. He didn't give him time to hit the ground and see what happened, which could have ended up Sydney taking more shots even if he didn't wake up. And so it's a tough position, but I think Keith Peterson actually did a good job.
1: Uh look, I like Keith Peterson. You know, he's, he's rough a couple of my fights. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, he doesn't he doesn't drink or smoke.
0: Yeah, he doesn't, sm- like, he doesn't smell like smoking uh, alcohol. That's a lie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will I will say this that I I've got I've come on this show after talking to referees when fights were stopped too soon. And those referees told me, look, I look at the placement of the fighter. If it was and because one of the fights in Paris, I said that fight was stopped too soon. Yeah. The guy was winning the fight, got rocked, and you know, he took some shots, but he was still on his feet and he was walking forward. He's like, yeah, but this guy's number two on the prelims. He's relatively unknown. He's young. Why am I going to ruin his career? He has the potential of having a bright future. I got that part. This fight is basically for a number one contender plot. It's close. You've gotta, you've gotta let these guys go out on their shield, and, and I know you don't want to have to take I told too much. You, I, w- I understand. Yeah, you don't want to allow them to take too much damage. But when C- Sydney is also a wrestler, he's a grappler. You have to know the fighters that you're refing, and I'm sure that Keith Peterson knew who he was dealing with. But that fight hits the ground, Musayev pressures him and tries to jump on him and soon he's able to grab a leg, it may slow the whole fight and action down. Guys at rock people sometimes smother their shots, end up getting put into a clinch, end up getting giving up in a double leg or whatever, putting on getting put on their back. In this situation, I could have seen something like that happen. I'm not saying it was going to happen. No. Nope. I'm not saying that. he could have taken one more shot and been face down ass up. Yep. Could have. Yep. You know, but we never we'll never know. Okay i understand what so you that, that's yeah.
0: i understand what you're saying and i, and I can see it sure. and yeah and and the one thing that really leans me towards that is exactly what you're saying this was a high caliber fight sydney outlaw had a championship shot it was taken away due to an injury but he still took on a guy he knew was tough just maintain that position and so you got to let him go as far as you can you, you got to. As we would say, you got to let him swim in the deep waters.
1: Well, John, well, you know, I've said this a couple of times, but what, what, did we, what did I tell you every time you came back in ref? I said this to every ref. What did I tell you?
0: <laughs> don't stop don't my fight. Stop,
1: don't stop <laughs> this fight until unless I quit I'm,
0: moving. Unless I'm not moving. Don't stop my fight. Yeah. And
1: it's every like, time I told you on, what? Just, I'll stop him when I want.
0: Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I'll stop it when I need to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, but it's, it's one of those things. I wanted every opportunity, every sure. last chance to and? make sure it was there. Because there, if you look at the Tony Ferguson fight, right? I got elbowed in the head, got dropped, I hit my knees, and then you know it was off balance, and then went down and tried to grab the single leg, but I was able to still fight through it. I mean, I took some unnecessary damage in that fight, but it was one of those things. I didn't want it to to be. I didn't want it to end. I didn't that want way. To be over. I knew I, I, did, I knew there was still fight in me. I knew I could get through it. And I think Sydney is one of those guys as well. Yeah. So it was, and like I said, there was so much at stake. And that poor guy, man, he's been he's been the number one contender for a little bit now. It took this fight, against yeah, but a fucking dog. Let's
0: be honest. There are guys, and a lot of them coming from Eastern European countries right now, in Bellator's lightweight. They've got some studs, and Tofik Mosayev is one of them. This kid is good. You know that. I know that. Yeah. Alexander Shabli being there, yeah. Uzman Nurmagomedov Medoff being there. They've got some. They got a couple more that they just brought in. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be hard to be in that upper five in the lightweight division very shortly. Yeah. So things are gonna be moving. People are gonna be yeah. moving out of their their spots, and uh, there's gonna be some killers, you know, working towards getting that belt. So
1: yeah, I look at it too. A couple, of the, I look at it a couple of different ways. What happened was, and I think, you know, they were paying Michael Chandler a lot of money to try to keep him because he was one of the original guys, yeah. kind of on the roster. Him and Eddie Alvarez and the guys—they were paying them a lot of money. When they let Michael Chandler go, that freed up a, a ton. ton of money that mm-hmm. it was allowed them to bring in top-level guys and pay them pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. So they've got three or four fighters just off the amount of money they were paying Chandler. That's right. Smart, smart on their part. If they want to build up a new division, get rid of the old meat that you know it only has maybe five or six more fights left in them. You know, against tough talent, let them go, and then to build and then build you know up your new your new up and coming fighters that are explosive entertaining and like Usman being one of them, Tafik being one, Alexander Shabli obviously being one with his knockout win over Brent Primus his last fight. I mean, there's guys in the this this divisions, going to be a dog division here by I I think by next year. Yep, I wouldn't I be surprised if Scott Coker doesn't make this division the next uh oh, this World is, Grand Prix next year. I believe so and and especially so.
0: with uh, the next guy that we're going to talk about. Yep. By the name of Nermaga something metoff. Yep. dude he looks so good as far as relaxed in control chris gonzalez is a true stud of an athlete great wrestler and uzman had a game plan going out there took his time controlled the stand up made chris kind of you know jump towards you know trying to get the takedown because he was not doing as well on the feet as he thought he could against him and sunk in the choke, and you got to look and you say, man, the guy's dangerous, he's got good wrestling, he's got slick submissions, he's got tremendous stand-up, and he called out the champ, he wants it already, and at 15-0, how do you deny him? Yeah,
1: I, I agree, how do you deny him? But then I also feel that there's other guys that are in that mix right now. Look, you could say Tafiq should get the next title shot because he just beat Sydney Outlaw, but you could also, there's, there's claim right there for, uh, Alexander Shabli, who knocked out Brent Primus, who is the former champion, it was the number two guy. So I think Usman's still number three in line. I don't as much think as so. You, I think
0: I, I, I would there, go Shabli over there, I'd go Shabli over Usman. And I'm I, Usman. Under, I understand why you're saying that, but I'm I can take yeah. a look. And Shabli has fought what twice or three times? Twice. Twice. Usman has fought three times. Tofik has fought yeah. once. Yeah. I understand
1: what you're saying. I do. I can't. I don't look at it in who's fought What? Who has done? Who? First, Tofiq's already got a win over Pitbull and Ryzen in the in the finals there at their Grand Prix. I know. So there's that, and Tofiq coming in starching the number one contender. I feel like he's automatic. Okay. You you also don't want to take a chance of him losing to someone else and ruining that opportunity for those two guys to fight. The buildup and everything that needed to happen happened. Now you need to, as a promoter. I would imagine Coker and and Showtime and Bellator need to capitalize on that. They'd be foolish not to. That fight needs to happen.
0: So then, let me ask you a question: Why do we have rankings? Oh no, no, no! This because look, I'm saying this for a reason because everyone goes to the UFC and says they don't follow their rankings, and you're right, they don't at times. Okay, but you can take a look, and and I'm not going to say anything. I hate Bellator's rankings, and I think the people that Put them together which is the media does do a horrible job not even understanding who some of these people are i think i don't think they even watched them fight but right now you know you got Sydney outlaw just lost okay that would possibly move benson henderson if he if he wins in ireland he's the number one guy if you look at the rankings see this is what i'm talking about yeah it's well crazy I don't think so. I think you're
1: going to end up with Tofiq being number one ahead of uh, number one or number two. you think he he's going to jump out. that
0: far? I don't think they're
1: going to jump him that far. I think they're going to jump. They'd be okay. stupid not to. He'll be, he will be. He should. Well, well, he Josh, if stupid they know anything is of, part yes. of what the rankings are. If they knew anything about the sport, knowing that he's already beaten Patriki, they would slide him ahead of Benson and Usman. Okay. They would already slide him ahead. I know it was okay. his
0: debut. I'm okay yeah, with I'm, that, but it's yes. a matter of
1: what have we seen from this? Well, this is what I want to know. How the fuck is Alexander Shabli ranked below Brent Primus when he just knocked he him out Who he
0: knocked I out? <laughs> I know. How he the knocked fuck him out is the first that even possible? And you got him below. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. No, I'm, just, I'm like, okay, what, what is going on? Look, people are going to – I thought Usman shouldn't have been that high. Look, I'm teammates with them. I know them. I know obviously Javier was my coach for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I'm an AK nut rider. These guys are, you know – they come from my from the camp that I helped build. I'm going to be on their side, but I felt like sure being 15 and 0 now. Like we they rushed him a little bit. I think people in the media they gave him a higher slot because of his last name. Might he's have. he's living up to it. He's living yeah, up he to it. Chris Gonzalez is a tough fight. Chris Gonzalez is a very tough fight, yeah. especially since I've. Train with Usman, I know what what him and his brother Umar are good at. They're both phenomenal fighters, but wrestling is kind of the, the part where they lack. They're not like Khabib, and they're not like uh, uh, Islam. They don't have that that pedigree that of wrestling. Level. They are good at that level. They are good wrestlers. They've got good foot sweeps, good trips, all of those things, but it's not at the level. Their wrestling is not at the level of Habib and, and Islam, but their stand-up is phenomenal. Great, like That Taekwondo style stand up Side kicks, back kicks, spinning back kicks Snap kicks, all of those things They are phenomenal, good long range jabs And punches, they put it together very well So I, I feel that Usman's living up to it Which he's he's holding up his end of the bargain But if you, Dave can you pull back up the rankings But I don't see how Alexander Chavez is not number two Benson <laughs> Henderson should be Either right in front of Usman Or right behind Usman That's it <laughs> I don't understand where they're at in this position here. And P- where's Peter Queeley? Peter Queeley's number six. So you got Peter Queeley and Benson Henderson. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm a Ben fan, man. Everyone knows I'm a Benson Henderson fan. I love the guy. He's a nice. He's a fucking phenomenal person. Great guy, but he hasn't had the best run in Bellator. No, and I don't think I. He hasn't. He lost to Batrique. um Yeah, I don't. There's no one else here, and he's fought. Did he fight Brent Primus? No. No. Yes, he
0: did. He, uh, he lost he lost to Brent Primus.
1: Yeah, he lost to him, right? And yeah. he got taken down over and over, right? Yeah. So in that fight, like and that's what I'm saying. Like now you have him ranked ahead of Brent Primus, who just lost by knockout, but he also Henderson also lost to him. It's just I look at the rankings I feel like these people, the media, they don't either know the history of the fighters that are here or they don't know or they don't or they just don't they're just not paying attention enough. Because I don't understand how you have Alexander Shobley ranked below Brett Primus in their last fight. That was the last fight for both of them. Yeah, he just knocked him out. Yeah, He just knocked him out. And this happened before. It's not just one fighter. It's happened before. There was a couple fights how where someone got. There's been a couple times. I know. A couple That's times. What I said. Uh, Kyoji Horiguchi. He loses to Dan Moret. And Horiguchi was still ranked way ahead of him. I'm like, you just, got, you just lost. Hold on. Hold on. You just lost
0: yourself. I love you. <laughs> What? Kyoshi Horiguchi. Now oh, not Horiguchi. Damaretta. Sorry.
1: Uh, Yamuchi. Yamuchi. There you go. Yamuchi. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Okay, I different just, weight class. I, I
0: had to fix you on that one. I'm sorry. I'm sleep deprived. Yeah. Sleep deprived. No, but, but. it's. uh Yeah.
1: Anyways, um, so Tawfiq and then Usman both look good. Usman, I I was surprised, capitalized real fast on Chris Gonzalez's mistake. Yep. Nicely done. Pressed yeah. him to the fence. Got the choke. Like I said, right now, Tofiq. Usman and Alexander Shabli right now are living up to all the hype that we've oh, heard yeah. about them for years. Yes.
0: For years. So good for them. Uh, next fight. Lorenz Larkin against Mohammed Berhamov ended with a uh, a no contest. I, I don't have a problem with a no contest. I thought it was the right thing to do as far as the shot. You know, a lot of people sit there and go, oh, no, he hit him to the back of the head. Yes. Did he intend to hit him to the back of the head? Or was he trying to, you know, hit him to the ear, and it just didn't go in the direction where he wanted. You know, everyone thinks oh, it's so easy to land stuff. It's not, and sometimes it's difficult, and you're trying to do something, and it just doesn't end up in the, in the spot. My my biggest complaint was, look at, I, I, I like Steve Newport as a referee. He's a good referee. When you go to the side and you say, what do you want me to do?
1: Oh, it's time for you I to get the
0: hell out of there. That was horrible. Corey Schaefer, I'm going to put it out there right now, is basically the equivalent in Bellator to Mark Ratner. Kind of, he's the he's the uh, regulations guy for Bellator, same as Mark Ratner is for the UFC. And he did exactly what he should have done. He said, "That's not my call. That's your call." He goes, "If you want to call it this way, you can call it this way. If you want to call it, and he gave him the things, but he put it back on." Uh, the referee, which, like, you should know that is your job. You don't ever ask someone. The, the only time you can ask, you know, things like that is, Hey, I didn't see something and I didn't see what occurred. Did you see it? Okay, that's all right. But when you have something, you know what happened. That's why you're called the sole arbiter. You're the one to make that decision, make the goddamn decision. And, uh, he did make the right decision, I thought, in the end, but you just made the entire thing look bad by asking people outside of the cage. Well, what do you want me to do? I don't give a shit what they want you to do. I want you to make that damn decision. That's your job. Hmm.
1: Oh, wow, you, are you done, then Can I go Um, it, I looked at. A, I, I, like I said, I'm fine with the no contest. Um, I feel like I should have had an Oscar there a little bit for Brahamov. Should have given him the Aljo Oscar. It was one of those things. (sighs) uh, It it, it didn't look like a hard shot. Are we going to start having a Razzie award? Uh, It just didn't look like a hard shot. I don't know why. And and I think that he was on his way to winning that fight. You know, um, he Mm -hmm. got the takedown pretty easily. Then, you know, Larkin was working his way back up. But it was like, I don't know, man. It didn't look like a hard shot and I look like I said like the other way is that you don't know what that fighter is going through. You yeah. don't know how that elbow really affected him. But I've seen we've seen across all fucking fights. People have been knee straight in the face and been like shake it off and keep coming.
2: Yep.
1: And so it's uh I don't know. I don't know, John. Okay. It is what it is. I doubt they'll run it back but no contest
0: all right Marcelo Gome versus davion franklin (laughs) (laughs) there was there was Uh, a lot of acrobatics in this as far as some beautiful uh, lifts and slams and things going on davion franklin is just a a young fighter as far as his knowledge in the sport and he tends to put everything out into areas and then he makes mistakes at times and And Marcelo Gomez was able to catch him. He had a big, Marcelo had a big cut on his eye, kept working his way through things, worked his way out of bad positions at time. He was not the stronger fighter. He was not the bigger fighter, but he was the more mature fighter as far as not allowing the fight to to hype him up too much, not get too excited, not make the mistakes that were going to lead him into positions. And Davion used a lot of strength in some areas, man. When he turned him and he reversed him, it was like, it was like a, a bench press with a pull. You go, that's a lot of energy. Great job. He got him there against a guy that's good on the ground. But you knew that the, the the gas pedal was really stepped on in those situations. And I think in the end, that caused Davion to to make mistakes that led to his demise in this fight. But he's going to learn from it.
1: Yeah, I think that Davion Franklin, um, he utilizes way too much power mm-hmm. all the time. Leaves himself out of position. Um, the head kick cost him. He threw the head kick, slipped, hit the that, ground. Just ended up giving but, up his back. And with what, 30 seconds left in the fight? Maybe yeah, a minute? Yeah. You know, something along those lines. It's... Um, I think if you are Davion Franklin's coaches, you gotta slow him down. He sure he's yes. athletic. People tend people tend to fall in love with the fact that their fighters athletic. He's talented. All these things. The guy doesn't know how to fight though, John. He doesn't know how to fight. Like, the, the reason why the reason why this fight was so good is because Gome can take punishment. That's one. Yep. Davion Franklin's wild and crazy, and will and do things that, that shows a very low fight IQ. But then. The two of them made a ton of mistakes. It's a little bit like how remember we talked about the Yuri fight and uh, Glover fight. Yeah, because both of them felt like they didn't have a good fight. Made now, it a good fight. I don't. I'm not putting them. A, I'm not putting either one of these guys at that level of no, Glover Teixeira no, 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 no. and Yuri Pacheco. But I'm saying that they made so many mistakes that it became a very fun fight to watch. Yeah. This fight had the crowd on its feet from beginning to end. All the back and forth, the down and big, then the sweep big time
0: moments in this thing.
1: Big slams, all of those things and it was like, wow, this this fight it, made it, fun. it was sloppy but it was fun and it yep. was the crowd was going crazy. But the mistakes is what made it fun. A little bit like how the Yuri and the, you know, and the Glover fight happened, but in this situation, I'd I'd pull back a little bit on what I'm doing with Davion Franklin and just get him to really focus on slowing down and stop trying to race to the money you're not you don't you you don't know how to fight yet
0: you can hear greg dean look he's at a good fight camp obviously the people that are uh, training him know what they're doing and you can hear greg jackson telling him slow down take your time all those things but as i've said in the past and you we've talked about one of the most frustrating things there is is being a trainer on the outside knowing you have a game plan for this fight and now you have a fighter that's not doing those things that you planned yeah. and is going at a speed or doing things that you're going slow down there's nothing you can do he's going to go and he's going to do what he wants and it's just a matter of learning learning in the gym to get himself more relaxed more calm in the fight this just going to take time yep yep alright next fight Oh, Dalton Rasta versus Romero Cotton <laughs> The performance of the night, I'm going to say, as far as overall fight, Dalton Rasta put on a beautiful performance against a tough dude, a strong dude, a guy we know can wrestle, a guy that we know is tough as hell. And Romero Cotton showed that he has got a chin. I mean, that's a good thing and a bad thing. I'm just going to be honest and say it because you can only rely on that for so long before it's not good. But, God damn, he took some big shots in this thing and just stood there like they didn't even affect him for a lot of it. And Dalton Rasta just stuck to his game plan. Romero tried to out-wrestle him. He couldn't do it. Dalton Rasta was all over and made Romero pay when he did go for those takedowns, which was a big difference in the fight.
1: It was a huge difference. And I I, I went in the back because Dalton had some some kind words for me after in the (laughs) – <laughs> <the> Post fight interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Yeah,
0: a- this is the best part. You know, we we get stuff from fighters all the time, and you know, and they listen, and it's good that they listen because sometimes, you know, they're we're gonna say things that they agree with, and sometimes they're gonna say we're gonna say things that they don't, and they want to prove us wrong, and that's awesome. I'm glad you want to prove us wrong. I'm glad that you know you have it there. Oh, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show him good. You know that's great and, I, and he went dalton went out there and he did that he's you know what he could comp- put what he said was basically you said that he was gonna out wrestle me i don't think that happened <laughs> no and he it, told me as i went in there yeah. the first thing he said is josh thompson said that he was gonna <laughs> i go i'll ask you the question bud and it was great yeah
1: yeah so i went in the back afterwards because i actually had been that was the last fight on the prelim. So I actually left my location to go in the back and use the restroom. And then I hear on my, my earpiece, Hey, get Josh back out here. He's, you want to react to that? I'm react to what? I'm like, react to what? (laughs) So uh, I run out there and they're telling me that he said that I had said all these things on my podcast about how he was going to, you know, that Romero was going to put him on his back and, you know, and he was going to wrestle him and all I always like, okay, okay, I can work with this. So, so, um, I gave my little comments afterwards. He fought a great fight. I mean, like, realistically, right from the very beginning, Dalton Rasta proved me wrong. Not just in terms of the wrestling, but I really believed that he was going to feel a little bit of Yoel Romero's power. And he was going to kind of start to wilt a little bit if Yoel was, or not Yoel, sorry, I keep saying Yoel. (laughs) That's all right. I was going to say something. Romero Cotton. Yeah, Romero Cotton. He was going to feel Romero's power on the feet. And then, you know, it'd make it easier for Romero to push him to his back to the fence and get some takedowns. That wasn't the case. It wasn't the case at all. Dalton Ross was faster than him. Don Ross had the better speed. and cleaner the stand speed, up.
0: Speed was apparent.
1: What Dalton did very well was he mixed everything up. He was throwing the kicks, landing the hands, and then shot the takedowns. And the timing of the takedowns were beautiful. Yep. Beautiful transitions. Nicely done by him. I'm gonna tip my hat to him. I look and, and Romero's one of my he's he's like I worked with him a lot. Yeah, I know. Uh he's a friend Times. He's a friend of mine. So obviously, I'm. A, I'm a, everyone that listens to the show knows I'm a homer, man. I'm a homer for my boys, <laughs> people that I care for, people that I've worked with, people that I actually train with. I'm a homer for the AKA guys. That's just who I am. Um, but Romero just came up short, man. Like he just he looked slower in there than I normally. He wasn't throwing kicks. I I had worked with him a lot on just hey, let your kicks go. Go from your kick, come back, throw the hands, and then wrestle right off of that. He just was throwing ones, ones and twos, one, one and two, and then you know, shooting raw dog. He wasn't even shooting off of his one and twos. But he was going Ross hit. had him yeah, he was getting hit. I understood that. But you gotta throw more than one, that's why you're getting hit. Yeah, when if someone's faster than you, you gotta throw more than one. You gotta throw two and three. And then work your way into that clinch and that body lock along those lines. So those are those are positions, those are things that he needs to work on. The other thing as well is that he's um he's not as active as he should be. He's got he's got he's had this a lot of true. injuries, you know, recently. But I, I, that can't, I'm not taking anything away from Dalton Ross. He fought a great fight. Was on point. He looked phenomenal. I don't know what the fuck his parents feed him, man, but he looks like a goddamn Greek god. He
0: is. Jesus. It's disgusting how but, damn good looking that kid is. We <sighs> we talk all the time, you know, not on the podcast. And in, in this one, in the, you know, I had said, I said, you know, to me, Josh, the big difference is the level of the opponents that they have faced already. Yeah. Dalton sure. had faced much better opponents, in my opinion, overall than Romero. And so this was a, a big step up for Romero when I didn't see that it was a big step up for Dalton. And, and we've had that, you know, both ways where I've gone the other way and said, Oh, I think they can use a no level. And I think the, the fact that Dalton has faced better competition showed and it showed that he's learned more now. Throughout those fights and it's helped him get to that level that he's at. He's still, you know, got a little ways to go. You know, he's uh, but he's, he's a guy you can look at at the future and say in, in the 185 pound division, the only problem is his teammate has the belt in Johnny Eblen, a guy that he trains with all the time. But that's part of the reason he's gotten better. He's training with guys that are making him better. And it is his transitions. We've watched the beginning of his career where he got tired in fights he does not get tired anymore. He understands how to control the pace. He understands when to, to go, when to, to hold back. And it is those transitions of going from one element to the next. The way he is using kicks, the way he is using his hands, the way he's backing it up with wrestling. He's just becoming a really good MMA fighter who's transitioning well. He's going to be a handful for everyone. He's He's fun.
1: Yeah, the ATT guys. There, you've got Austin Vanderford there. Yaroslav Amosov is there. Um, you know, you've got Johnny Eblen, obviously the, the, the new middleweight champ. Those guys are building up a little good program there that they Ooh. have between those four guys. You know, those four guys there are doing some really good work.
0: Unfortunately, three of um, them are in the middleweight.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is true. So, but uh, good. Uh, we're looking. I'm looking forward to seeing him fight again. You know, you you all or not you all, but Romero's got some things to work on. And uh, Dalton Ross to just keep improving the way he's improving, man. Great performance. I went in the back and talked to him afterwards. And, you know, I, it's so funny. I, I love to, he goes, I love to talk to, be, I love to talk about people like their height. You know, you guys hear me. I'm like, oh yeah, Michael Chandler was like 5'6". Like, oh, you so, say 5'4". So is five, four. Four. He's five, four. You know, mm-hmm. and then so he goes, he's like, he goes back and he says, hey, by the way, he's like, I'm fucking taller than you. He's like, I'm not 5'6". God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Dalton, buddy. Come on, man. This is what I do. I like to stir the pot a little bit. This is what I do. All right. But uh, great performance. Good job, bud. And uh, looking forward to watching you fight again. Next fight.
0: Any other fights you want to talk about? Let me see. Vita Ortega had a nice submission win against Porto. Uh, Robotinoff, great overall fight. Very, very technical. Smart fight against Bobby King. You got to say Ahmed Magomedov. Dude, I've never seen him look better as far as being in shape. Yeah. He was ripped ripped at the weigh-ins. And he just went after that fight and just dominated every second. Beautiful job by him. Mm -hmm. You know, overall, you know, a lot of lot of guys doing good things. Any other fight you want to talk about right now? Scroll
1: down. Was there any other ones before that? Scroll down there. Dave's
0: asleep right now. Yes. Uh, Archie Colgan. Okay. Archie
1: Colgan had a great fight.
0: Boy, he did. I he thought looked he looked sharp.
1: phenomenal. He looked phenomenal. I thought Roman Feraldo kept doing what he's doing. He's eight, eight. He's eight zero. No, he's got eight finishes. Yeah. Hello. He, he's, he's got, got power. two flying knockouts. He's got power. He's phenomenal. Yeah. But he, he mixes up his striking on how he switches his stances, throws the knees, comes up with you know up the middle with the push kicks. He does everything. Switch stance, uh, cross jab. Like he does a lot of good things on yep. the feet. Hard to take down. Tough to get in on the hips on him. Phenomenal fighter. I'm looking forward to watching him fight again. Like I said, eight fights. He's 8 0, no, eight finishes. That's crazy, John. Yeah. Fuck. Fantastic. I, just, I wish I had power. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. I will say this, though. Uh, you Jalen have Bates. Fights. Jalen Bates didn't live up to what I expect from him. Yeah. He needs to figure out what, what, what went wrong in that fight, but someone, coach, put him on his back foot, and he wasn't the same fighter. He looked good off of his back. We know he's a great grappler. We know he's got good transitions. He looked good on the ground, but he just didn't look good on the feet. He looked uncomfortable. His stuff was like one and two shots. Kind he of did flash, get him in the split a little. Yeah, that's true. That was nice. Yes. <laughs> that was nice. Um, and then Archie Colgan, that guy, phenomenal. Hey, well, great you, performance.
0: And the thing you got to say about Archie Colgan is this. Look, he went out there, and he was dominating the fight as far as first and second round. Brian Nero, very tough as far as he took a ton of shots and hung tough archie could have just cruised in that third round he went after him to finish and he got the finish and you go way to go archie colgan man you look great your stand-ups looking great we know you got great wrestling and way to go after finishing a fight really impressed by that well colgan's out of uh sanford right no colgan's out of uh i want to say elevation in colorado okay okay sorry i thought i was i thought i heard uh Anyways, but look, great
1: performance by him. He looked good. I love the fact that he was getting after it in that in that third round, trying to get that fight out of there. So nicely done by him. All right, that's going to wrap up our Bellator talk. Uh, let's go right into the UFC. This show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag brings you the best betting odds across the world. Go to MyBookie.ag, use our promo code WayneIn. Big John's over here laughing at me, giving me a hard time all weekend, all day. I swear I don't know why I put up with you, but hey, if you guys use our promo code in, they're going to give you a little bit of extra spending cash with your first initial deposit. And the issue that you have with most online gambling sites is that you have to bet your winnings three or four times before you can pull your money out. At MyBookie.ag, you only have to bet your winnings one time. After you've bet your winnings one time, you can pull that money out right into your bank account. And hey, you can just thank us for doing that. We have talked to MyBookie about doing that. They Go ahead and conceded those things for us. We love the fact when you guys use our promo code Wayne in, these are the things that are available to you at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in.
0: All right, we're going to talk about the disappointment. You know, sometimes yeah. there's nothing you can do. Sometimes fights suck just because God wanted them to suck, and it was yeah, right. What do you do? Fifteen seconds. It's like you know, this is not Tom Aspinall's fault. It's not Curtis' place. I actually, I was very impressed. In the first 15 seconds or so, Curtis Blaze landed two hard shots. Tom Aspinall was coming forward. After it. it looked like it was going to be a barn burner of a heavyweight matchup. It looked really interesting. And then Aspinall takes a step back and his knee goes out. And that's the end of the fight. It, it, didn't, it didn't prove anything in any way other than, you know, that both guys were there to fight. You know, Blades gets the win, Aspinall gets the injury. He's gonna be uh, on the uh on the back burner for a while, you know, recovering and stuff, and that's too bad because it's really nice to see a guy that comes out there wanting to actually really you know go after his opponent. But it, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh I was looking forward to seeing Tom Aspinall fight even longer, but yeah. uh it didn't come didn't come about. Can't take anything away from Curtis Blades. I like what he said though in his post fighting. He said, Look. I'm not gonna wait around for him to do the rematch. He's like, he's gonna have to heal we up can't. and get ready. He's like, he's like, I need to move on. He's like, I yes. should be either next in line for the title shot or I should have, I should fight the winner of Gone and uh, who's Gone fighting? He's fighting somebody. Yeah. So. Tuyavasi. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, Vossi. I should fight the winner of that, so he gets the next
0: title shot. I, I can't, I can't disagree. Well, can't y- disagree. You look at and this is Curtis Blades did exactly what he was supposed to do. He yeah. prepared himself. He got himself in good shape for the fight. He goes out there. He starts fighting hard, and the injury happens. He gets the win. It's a win no matter what. That's a TKO win, and you you can't expect him to say, oh, yeah, I'll wait. I'll, I'll slow my career down yeah. to redo it with Tom Aspinall after he recovers. You can't expect that from him. That's stupid. No. He needs to move on, and if, eventually, if they're both winning, they're, they're going to end up being put back together.
1: Yeah, the heavyweight division is kind of up in the air right now because they don't know what's yeah, going don't think on. Him. Exactly. So you might as well just uh, you know allow them to um, allow them to fight. Yeah. That's it. So, uh that's this. These things happen though. This reminded me a little bit of the Patrick Cote fight. Remember with Anderson Silva where he stepped back and his knee yeah. popped. Yep. Kind of similar, but that fight was in round three, I think, or something like that. Yeah, that's it round was round four. Wow. All right, next fight: Jack Hermanson versus Chris Curtis.
0: I did, man, I'm going to give it to Jack Hermanson. I thought he fought a very smart fight. Great movement. Did exactly, did not, was not trying to shoot for stupid takedowns and put himself in a bad position. He frustrated Chris. But I'm going to say that Chris, who is a great fighter, and I love him, he did not fight smart in the first couple of rounds. He He did not cut the cage off like he should have. He was following. And then he thought, if I step back, which sometimes you do, I'll step back. Let's let's have him come forward. Jack Matson didn't change much. And that frustrated him. And you could see that it frustrated him. And he just needs to go back and figure, look, at you have more tools than being a boxer. Chris Curtis has got good kicks. And He did not use them. For the most part, I don't know how many kicks he threw in that fight. But it, if it was over three, I'm surprised. It just, he was trying to become, this guy was trying to knock Jack Hermanson out. And Jack was, you know, just doing what he was supposed to do. He was touching him, movement, touch, move, kept throwing a couple combinations, circled out, reset. That's smart fighting. And not everyone is going to stand in front of you and just trade. That's not smart fighting. And if that's what you, if that's what Chris Curtis is going to expect of his opponents. Not many are going to do it after they've seen the power that he has. So you got to give it up for Jack. I thought he fought a smart fight. I thought it was well done. And I think Chris is going to learn a lot from that loss in the fact that he kind of gave it away with some of the things that he was doing.
1: Yeah, I felt like he was trying to conserve energy in the first round or two. Yeah. I, I know that he took this fight on short notice. A little bit. But he's all. But he's also came off of a, a fight just what three weeks ago or something
0: yeah just about i
1: think he fought about three weeks ago maybe a month ago. three I four think it was three weeks ago yeah something like that but um maybe he wasn't as maybe he was just nervous about his conditioning his cardio going into this fight and having to wrestle as much as it was because he looked like he was he was conserving his energy in that first round in someone into the second round when yeah, was it, Dave?
0: one month june 25th yeah, to july month. 23rd yeah so um there's benefits to
1: taking back-to-back fights if you're staying and fitting in the gym but there's also negatives that sometimes you get burnt out like yeah. you know you don't the explosiveness doesn't isn't there sometimes you, translate you, can't, from one you fight. can't
0: you can't you can't get that peak back yeah you in can't run a ferrari
1: on on 10 all the time it's gotta mm. you, you gotta let it dial back a little bit And curtis is like a ferrari man the guy's got power he's explosive he's those type of fighters need to there needs to be like an ebb and flow of just okay i'm in camp train hard train hard great performance Let's go ahead relax, and just coast rest. for a bit. Relax, recover my body, get my mind right, enjoy life, and then come back. Yep. Some people are built like that, and some people are like Donald Cerrone, fucking fight me every week. I'm here, you know, yeah. you know. So, but uh, great performance by uh, Hermanson. Then you got Patty Pimlet versus uh, Jordan Levitt. Yeah, uh, I mean, a little bit of a, and, and, and look, I'm gonna split hairs with this a little bit. I'm gonna say that the little bit of a ground, the groundwork has been laid out. If you want to beat Patty Pimlet, press him to the
0: fence. Oh, the groundwork. Not was a lot of activity. Out. Go back and watch. Um, oh my God, I've lost his name. The wrestler, the Viking. Oh, what's his name? Sorenbach. 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 Thank you very much. Sorenbach showed how to beat Patty Pimlet. Press him in the cage, take him down, frustrate him, ground and pound. Do it again the next round but patty is patty's patty is is an explosive fighter he is he's 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 an explosive guy and in this i thought that jordan had his moments he was winning that entire first round right up until the end and man i'll tell you what when patty had the chance he went after him and he was trying to finish him he was putting it on him and so you look and you go that's what I expect out of a guy when you when you don't have everything going for you when you get your moment hey show me what you got and he did and then second round he just came out and he dominated the action of it until he got the submission and yeah yeah hey that's what he's supposed to do
1: yeah he he came through with the clinch he did did exactly what he was supposed to do he was trying to capitalize on certain positions. He kind of gave up some positions, but he did a good job. He's got to work on turning himself off the cage, though. He allowed himself to be pressed against the fence. He got taken down
0: a couple of times. He has a um, hard time with head work. position. Yeah. he tends. He, you see his head getting pushed out, and you go, come on, man. I know that they're teaching you about how to get your head right and you know help get you off of the cage here, but... I give it up. He got a submission against a guy in Jordan who is known for a submission game. That's really where Jordan, you know, has made his bones. He's got a couple of knockouts, but Jordan is a submission guy. And he yeah. submitted a guy that knows what he's doing. And that look at when he body triangled and he had that arm caught, you went, Oh, you're in trouble because you only got yeah. one arm to defend with. It's a bitch.
1: I'm surprised he didn't try to fight out get that arm free a little because yeah, he was a he, little he more. had his arm
0: trapped there for a while. Oh yeah, but it was it was not on the triangle side, which yeah. makes it rough. It makes it rough to get that thing free, especially as high up as he had it. Because if you have it on the forearm or the wrist area, you can kind of get your arm out. When it's up off the elbow and right above that elbow, that's a bitch. Yeah, I agree. All right, so you've got uh,
1: Krylov versus Gus. Did you Did you hear the the
0: comments made by DC?
1: Yeah, I did.
0: I did. You know, and it's it's a tough one. And it's, it's you don't know, and DC do you agree? doesn't know. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. But I I, I I this is why I don't agree. He got hurt in the beginning of that fight. He took a big shot. You, I mean, it yeah. was a, and he was, he was able to try to get himself back, but he never was able to recover. And it wasn't a big shot that ended up putting him down but it was clean and it hit him and you saw the jolt in his head that it was a very short crisp shot it can happen to anyone and Krylov we've always known look Nikita is a he's got power in his hands he's a good stand-up fighter and so yeah it's a loss and Alexander's had quite a few losses in a row he's not that guy that you know, we built him up as far as his name and where he was at and what and how he was fighting. It hasn't gone well for him in, in the recent fights, but that doesn't mean that he's done. Now, I would like to see him take some time off from this and get himself collected and everything. But Time off? John, he just took off two years. I know, but he just got knocked out, so that's why I want to see him take a little bit of time off, stay away from the gym for at least 90 days or so, and then come back. <laughs> that's and, fine, you know, yeah. And if you... It, he has the ability. He has the ability to win fights. He's good. I get his, it. His boxing's I, good, his wrestling's actually good, but I I have seen a difference in the fact of when he was training and I'm going to this one you cuz he was going to Alliance and he was training with Phil Davis. And he his wrestling was outstanding at, at that yeah. point. And it has changed. He's not as good with it. No. And so he needs to, I'm not saying he has to go back and train with Phil, but he needs to have somebody in there that's making him work in that same capacity that Phil Davis was making him work, you know, several years ago.
1: I agree. I agree. I'm not going to say that he should be done only based on the fact that he took a long time off his first fight back shit like this happens yeah not an but easy fight i did either. i did i did notice that he didn't look as fast he is out he was getting pushed around quite a bit his wrestling wasn't there like you said there were some exchanges there where he kept dipping his head yep when you're the taller fighter you shouldn't have to dip your head that low like those the little things but that that could be also two for two years of ring rust i believe yeah. it's two years can you click on gus no it's close i believe it was yeah i think it was two years yeah. but anyways when was the last time he fought before this last fight
2: 2020
1: Oh, 2020. So, yeah, two Almost years. to the day. So, yeah. Almost to the day, yeah. yeah. So it's just, you know, and if you go scroll down there, buddy. Scroll on his record. Scroll down. Yeah, yep. so he's got four losses in a row. But look who he's lost to. John Jones,
0: Anthony Smith,
1: Fabricio Berdum, Nikita Krylov. Who? Yep. It's, like, it's not like he's fighting slouches. And John look, Jones, are you fucking kidding me?
0: I mean, he's 35 years of age. It's not yeah. like he's old. He's yeah. right at that point where you go, eh. Maybe he may not make it back to a title fight or something, but he still could, you know, if yeah. he if he was able to string some fights together. But he's not old; he's in the prime. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a tail end of the prime. Well, take a look. You, you know, the two wins that he has in there, back to back, Jan Blachowicz and Glover Teixeira, two guys that held the title. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah he was a lot more active though, yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah. And his output was more. I mean, in that fight with Glover, fuck, it was a great fight. Yeah. Fuck, that was a great fight. We were watching it all at uh that was the day that DC got married. We were all at the wedding watching the fucking fight. <laughs> Before
0: this is all your, right. look, his uh, fight against DC. That was a yeah. close fight. It was. He had DC in trouble at times. Got,
1: so be in. Yeah. Yeah, he needed fucking DC right in the face.
0: <laughs> nice one right under the iron. Right yeah. <laughs> Cut the shit out of him. All right, next fight. Try to wake Going up, backwards. Molly McCann against yeah. Hannah Gold. <laughs> Molly McCann's on fire, man. Meatball Molly, we got, like a, we we are both homers for Meatball Molly. We love her; she's a yeah. sweetheart of a person. But two spinning elbow knockouts in a row. Come right. on, baby. Come on, John. I, I, got, I don't I care on if you're a sh- homer or not. You got to be impressed,
1: John. I came on this show what on or we did our midweek show last week, and yeah? I'm like. Don't expect to get the same type of knockout. No. She proved me wrong. Yeah, it (laughs) is. I
0: was
1: like, hey, don't try and force that type of situation. And she fucking went out there and said, I'll show you,
0: Josh Thompson. She didn't force it, though. I'll show you. No, she didn't. She didn't. There was the opening, and she decided to go. And, man, she made it freaking happen. She's fun. She's fun. She's a fun person. She's fighting way smarter now than she was when she first got into the UFC. When she first got in the USC she, she was fighting and she was making a lot of big mistakes. She was trying to force things like you were talking about and overextending at times, getting, you know, getting herself you know out of position. She's not doing that. She's, she's pressing, she's putting pressure on people, but she's really not overextending. She's not making those big mistakes, little things here and there tighten up, but man, she's, she's really fighting well. And I know that she, she, uh, she called out, I think, uh, uh, not Valentina, but her sister Chevchenko, uh, Antonio, Antonia Chevchenko to fight. Which yeah. is hey, I think that's actually a good matchup. And then you know Chevchenko's coming off of a win. It was a close fight, but it was a win. And so I think that's a good matchup. Good call out. Maybe the UFC will do it.
1: we'll see. But uh, tip our hats to you, Molly Meatball Molly. Meatball Molly. She's not looking so meatball these days. No, she's, uh, man, she's, she's tightening like a little up, trimmer. Man. Yeah. Yeah, we saw her in Ireland, and she was looking pretty lean back then, before her <laughs> last fight. I was like, "Holy shit, you're not meatball anymore." Yeah, no meatballs Take, to get her. rid of that name. Yep. So, but congratulations to her. And uh, next fight, Ozemir versus Paul Craig.
0: This is the one that made podcast Dave cry right here.
1: Ah, here's the yeah. thing, though, John. I wanted to ask you about this fight. Yeah. The reason why I want to ask you about this fight, I had Paul Craig winning in round one and two. It was close. I'm not mad at it. Like, you know, here's the thing. He attacked a lot of the submissions in round one. Mm -hmm. And he had Ozemir in some trouble in that round. He did take some shots towards the end. But it wasn't anything that dropped him, put him on his back. I just think when the judges are watching him, anytime he got hit and then like he got into the clinch and then just fell to his back, it just doesn't look good.
0: That's the whole story right there. It's the way he looks in the fight. He's trying to get the fight to the ground no matter what. I don't care if I'm on my back. But when a guy is hitting him and it's not a solid shot, but you're going down, it doesn't look good for the judges yeah. and the judges. Some of them are saying, oh, you got hurt. You got hurt even when he wasn't hurt. Yeah. And I agree. The first round, I thought he had a good attack. The The uh, heel hook was not that good. You could see that the leg was too yeah. far past. He was trying to suck it back. You saw him actually try to jump in and suck the suck the leg back up. Yeah, He's got to use those moments, those times. Instead of trying to hold on to something that he knows, I don't think I'm going to get this. Get yourself to the top position and start working from there. Oh man. I was so frustrated. He's making bad decisions of trying to hold on to something that is not going to work. And we're all going to sit there and tell him, dude, 99% chance that's not going to work. 99%. Don't go for the one. Go for let's get to the top position and let's now start over and work from here. You have a huge advantage over your opponent. He never did that. And that was a big yeah. difference in the fight.
1: Yeah, he he uses so much effort on some of these fights that he looks like he just slows down so much when he gets back to his feet. Gets tired, and then he doesn't want to wrestle. You know, and like I was fucking screaming at the TV, going, <laughs> "Get on top! What are you oh, doing? God. Like he's hanging onto the ankles and the legs, and sh- yep. like, just go on top." Every time he
0: entwines that leg. Yeah. Every time he, you have the ability to work to coming on top. You know that. And he never is even looking in that direction he's got to. He's got to change that part up of uh, it. Look if you don't have that submission right now, but you have that in, you have that entanglement, then let's scramble towards that top position. And uh it, it, it will change the game for him in the if he's in the top position, he's going to be able to control the pace, control his opponent. Slow himself down, get his air, would look for the submission. He's fun to watch. I enjoy yeah. watching him. Yes. Because he goes for it. He does take some big shots at times. And you look and you go, it's, God damn, dude. Yeah. You know, you're gonna get starched by one of these. You cannot leave your chin sitting on the floor with a guy on over the top of you, and you have both hands on his leg. You you've got to defend a little bit, but god damn, he's fun to watch.
1: He doesn't have defense on the
0: feet either. His, no, his head doesn't move
1: offline. He keeps his head directly in front. I love watching him fight. Like, I agree with you. He's one of those fighters that are just – he takes shots, but he's going for his stuff. And I like that. I like the yeah. guy that leaves it out there. But he's – for Christ's sake, learn how to get on top. Like, John, I was – there was moments, I kid you not, I was like, what are you doing? Oh, dude, I did the you same thing. Is, Go on top. I'm like, Go God, on top. Damn it,
0: would you just use Fuck. it as a sweep?
1: What? yeah drove me nuts no
0: no nope, no nope. all right what next fight oh my god klein against mason jones he just i tell you what that that klein is good he, he, he He's just tough. just systematically took over that fight from the first round he won every round of that fight won it yeah. pretty handily and going away at the end and stuff so yeah, he looked good. I, I like Mason Jones as a fighter. He did not fight a smart fight against mm-hmm. Klein in this one, in my opinion.
1: Um, uh, I, the next fight was uh, DiKit. but how do you say his name? Yeah. Boring fight. Yep. Take down it, it reminded me. of Jason Jackson and Douglas Lima. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Yep. And then, uh, and I watched the whole thing too, thinking that something exciting was going to
0: happen. Nathaniel Wood uh, but- against Charles Rosa. Wood looked fucking good. Oh, That second he round? Great. He was put. Yeah, and then, hold it. And this is, I remember seeing a line that, you know, Charles Rosa put out there I'm going to smash this guy's face in. Watch. And, I, dude, I was watching that second round. And I went, man, that smashing is going in the opposite direction, dude. This kid yeah. is all over you
1: those calf kicks came into came in play early in that fight it was only like two of them or whatever and you could see that but rosa was just having problems though. yeah yeah he just had he was having problems he couldn't put weight on it he had to switch his stance that changed how he got in on the takedowns all of that had made a big difference on him getting getting into the clinch, trying to get this fight to the ground yep. and wood just looked phenomenal with his combinations he always and he kind of always finished with the calf kick just nicely done great work clean crisp stand up good takedown defense I thought he looked phenomenal. And this, I believe he was at 135, right? Now this is his first fight at 145. Yes. Yep. So good call on him, man. Good job, buddy. Good job. Way to, way, to, way to change up your career. You know, things like that. Now you may have some issues, you know, as you start to fill into that 145 position with that weight, you know, start putting a little bit more muscle on because you did look a little bit smaller than Rosa. Yeah, he was but smaller. Speed but speed was... Speed was
0: on point. I was going to say, accuracy, he looked accuracy smaller and speed. But you talk about who was faster and just yeah. was a huge difference maker. The speed between the two was evident. And Charles Rosa just could not keep up everywhere. He was a step behind, then two steps behind. And it was mm. yeah. Charles Rosa's tough, tough dude, man. You, know, you got to give it to him for hanging in there in that fight. And, you know, again, it's not easy when you're being the nail. Charles yeah. Rosa, tough as hell.
1: Uh, what other fights on here did you want to talk about? Jonathan
0: Pierce looked really good against a, a guy that I think is a good fighter in Americani mm-hmm. uh, Getting that finish in the second round, that was yeah. really nice. Um, I, I'm going to go all Mikhaev the way. Makayev is good. Yeah, he is. Boy, his wrestling is fucking
1: he but His stand-up looked pretty damn good as well, though, yeah, John. Yeah, no, it did. He but came he out early pressure. in that first round. He puts yeah, he pressure out, on people, put, man. He came out had some good stand up, but the pressure was trying to get um, Johnson to engage. Couldn't get, him, get Johnson's back was against the fence. Kept tripping over the fence because he was on his bike moving left to right. That this kid kid's gonna be good. Yeah, he's gonna he be is good.
0: Nicholas Dalby to is that. a. I enjoy watching Nicholas Dal- Dalby fight. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's had a couple of fights outside of the UFC that you know he had the fight. I'm trying to think of what was the guy's name. He's in Bellator. I can't think of it. What, but. Um, for us there, it was it was a fight where it was stopped by Mark Goddard for blood. He, no. he called it a draw. <laughs> oh Jesus. I was, no, dude, he, he had no he had no choice. It was it was great. Uh, said in no, contest. no, it was in a Bellator? Yeah, no, no, no. It was in uh UFC. It, no, no, no. Darren it? Till. No, it was no, 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 no. It was, was a majority draw. Cage Warriors. And he of, fought uh, No keep going up Go up uh, Right there no, stop, Wait what stop, do you stop, mean stop, up stop, stop, stop. Yeah, stop Every time Okay you The other way from stop. me God damn it uh, uh, I'm not seeing the name. I'm looking for a doctor stoppage No no no, no. Unsafe Get surface it. is that Yeah no. unsafe surface That was it That one That one Ross Houston Ross Houston There it is Who fights in Bellator That was for a championship <laughs> fight they were both bleeding so much and the, because Cage Warriors uses the vinyl yeah. you know, surface. They were slipping like it was ice skating. And then neither one could stand up. They would throw a punch and fall down. Finally, Mark called it and said, no contest. I'm not letting these guys go on. Someone's going to blow out a knee or something just by falling. But yeah. I enjoy watching him fight. He's Nicholas Dalby's got a karate stance. That dude's tough as hell, and he survived a lot of good stuff on the ground he's not you know known for his ground fighting but he's he's absolutely gotten much better at it and uh got a big win against claudio silva and i thought that was a a good fight it was fun to watch silva won the first round and then dalby came in put more pressure got you know some shots in there started taking over fun guy to watch
1: yeah uh john fitch fought in pfl and we were in uh dayton uh what was it called daytona 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 and there was a it was raining they had the outside and they have the vinyl on for the pfl or they did i don't know if they still do yeah but oh, I, I think someone blew their knee out in one of them yeah the guy stepped back and his, his leg slid out from underneath him his knee buckled inward i was like oh shit nasty yeah nasty but i mean john john was out there just trying to wrestle and get guys down got the ninja <laughs> choke on him. but it was it was one of those fights that Guys were just sliding around, shooting. John shot a double leg and slid in from like five feet away. I was like, "Shit, <laughs> this is not fast, safe." I'm surprised. The,
0: probably the fastest that John Fitch has ever got into someone there because looked. of the slick mat.
1: Fastest he ever looked in his whole life.
0: That's awesome.
1: All right, hey, that's gonna wrap up our UFC talk. Now we're gonna go to some news podcast days. That has a couple things for us on the news.
2: Uh, so I'm actually just going to hit you with this one and then uh, we'll wrap up. So just so everybody knows... You know, d- um,
1: wait, I have a qu- J- Dave, we never talked about the Nate diaz Chamaya fight.
2: Josh, if you let me finish my point, I'll get there, oh, Jesus. okay? So that there, were, there were about four or five um, decent fights announced, a couple of really big ones, obviously. Um, and so what we're doing this week is we're putting those onto wing interjection to give quick who and hows who win? How they gonna Ooh. win? Quick takes before we obviously do full fight previews closer to those actual fights happening. So uh, make sure you guys click the link below for the Wing and Extra channel so that you can see the quick takes on on uh, previewing these fights.
1: And yeah, that's and not on winning interjection. That's on five round main. Five event. round.
2: Excuse main me, event. five round main event. Ooh,
1: yeah,
0: a made a mistake.
1: Yeah, on it. It's been asleep all day. All right. Nice job, there,
2: Josh over there. Yep. this one came to you guys on twitter and it was um by the way of jason kirsch asking wonder if the real punk or john mccarthy could actually answer the question of if dylan danis is going to fight just curious since he likes to call out people's performances so much and that was replying to a tweet from dylan danis saying "Paddy is actually terrible i expected more from
0: him i'd finish him in under a minute <laughs> okay let's think Paddy pillman is a 155 pound fighter is Dylan Dennis a 155 pound fighter? Why are you calling I that seen him a 155 make- pound fighter? He hasn't made 170 yet. Thank you. He was a 185er, right? I mean, unbelievable. First off, at least let me let me just put it this way: Patty Pimlet fights. Yeah. Pull up Dylan Dennis's record. Uh, all please, all two don't. two all two fights of it. No, jump, I got to see. Jump.
1: John, no.
0: please don't. No, I gotta see. Because I don't want to see that. I don't want to see this shit. He signed to Bellator, and I hope they I hope they just let him go because he doesn't fight. There's no reason to even have him on a contract. Why? His last fight was in 2019 against Max Murphy. Excuse me, Max Humphrey. All right. You haven't fought anybody. You don't fight. You all you do is call people out. You you do these things on social media. Dylan, either you're a fighter. Or you're a keyboard warrior. I'm just being honest. If that's 2019, your last fight, you're becoming the keyboard warrior. He sucks. <laughs>
1: like he's. I don't even want to talk about him because I'm just okay. giving him too much, giving him too much time. I mean, he doesn't fight. He calls everybody out. Talks shit about everybody. Like talks shit about the announcers. Talks shit about the fighters. Talks shit about and then. In the in the meantime, he's out at the clubs getting choked out by bouncers. Yeah, shut hold up, up, dude. Yeah. If you're not fighting, how long did you say you're gonna finish Patty Pimlin in under a minute? How long did it take the bouncer the bouncer to fucking finish you? Yeah. It's like I I feel like as soon as that happened, we should Bellator should have been offering that bouncer a contract. So oh, your contract. damn, I like that. You're out of here, buddy. <laughs> you lost the UFC when when I when I had signed with them. Right, it was a long time before I had my first fight with them because I kept getting hurt
0: and so you in kept the process, fighting on the streets yeah okay so but then so, so then so then out. i try
1: so <laughs> then i try i had to get a fight somewhere else so i fought rob mccullough in the wfa but joe silva says hey that's a tough fight if you lose that fight your contract's void with us yeah well Goodbye. dylan danish you lost you lost a fight to a bart about a, a, a bouncer. bouncer you're done bro contract's void maybe we'll sign the bouncer I'm done with you, buddy. I, you're not fighting. I always see him on like his social media. Goes, hey, yeah, if you, if you, if first person to retweet this or whatever it is, I'll give you five thousand dollars. Are you just buying? What are you doing? You're buying your followers? What are you doing? Like, come on, dude. That's really what it's come down to. How sad is that? Sad.
0: He has talent as, as a grappler, he's incredibly talented. So is the you bouncer. <laughs> well, this is what booze will do. Booze will take that black belt and drop it down to the white belt I wonder if he was. I wonder
1: if he was telling the bouncer to, hey, Google me. Google me before oh he got goodness. choked out. Please don't say
0: that. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> Do you know who the fuck I am? Google me. Hey, Google, Google me. me. Here, let me choke you. Then I'll Google <laughs> you. All right. Hey, what else? I hope, Come on. I
1: hope we let him go. I hope we let him go. Uh, that's going to wrap up our show today. Make sure you guys check out our five rounds main event on the link below. That'll take you to our Wayne and Shorts channel. Go to waitingpodcast.com, pick up some of our merch, got all the things available for you. You don't need long sleeves and short sleeve sweaters right now, but you do need t-shirts. We have those. We also have coffee mugs. Check them out. we got a five round main event t-shirt that just dropped. We also got the hashtag and steal and the hindsight's fifty fifty, which I wore all day yesterday. Got a lot of love for it too, which is funny because everyone's like, wait, is it really 5050? I was like, no guys, it's hindsight 2020. You guys didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have wore that and still, and I like it. And for everyone out there in Tacoma, Washington, that was wearing our stuff. Thank you very much, man. We appreciate you uh, supporting everyone out there that is not wearing our stuff. You need to go, as Josh just told you, to the Weighing In channel. Get either a t-shirt. Weighinginpodcast.com. Podcast.com. As far as that, get a t-shirt, represent, and we will see you.